Le seul podcast sur le PSG en anglais. Hello and welcome to another episode of PSG Talking. I'm your host Ed, coming to you live from the comforts of my car. Uh, we'll get into that maybe a little bit later. Uh, but before we start the show, I want to wish everyone listening a very happy and healthy new year. Uh, now, joining me on today's pod are two longtime contributors. We have Guillaume and Matt. Guys, how's everything going? Well, I'm over here on the on the plague island with our new strain of COVID and uh, Brexit. So it's all going pretty well. Thanks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, gosh. It's just- yeah, so but it's, hey, uh, I'm looking forward to talking about football and forgetting at about At least the, you're not an uh, Arsenal fan, so yeah, you know, that's true. Yeah, could be worse. Two game winning streak, right? For them, yeah, things are turning yeah, around. Wow. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and Guillaume, how are you? Uh, I'm great. Good. Uh, excited for this year. Just went through a crazy and magical year. Mm-hmm. Magical's not easy. Uh, life is full of surprises and things happen and, you know, I've been saying, um, we're never surprised by Hollywood FC, Paris Saint-Germain, and then things happen again and we still manage to be a little bit surprised. Yeah. And we got surprised again. Yes. Well, we we are, we're going to talk about the big surprise because the last time we recorded was literally the day before the news broke that Tuchel would be sacked and potentially Pochettino uh, coming in, which still hasn't been officially announced. So let's just get into that news because both of you, I believe, if I'm not mistaken, were on the side of keeping Tuchel, at least for the rest of the season, for the duration of his contract. So now that that decision has been made, is Pochettino, in your opinion, a better manager than Tuchel? What are your expectations for him? Are you optimistic, pessimistic? Guillaume, we can start with you. What's a better manager? Tactically, no. Mm. I mean... A manager is way more than just tactics. It's man management, it's intuition, it's psychology, it's uh, to know how to delegate, find the right staff, which is, you know, you're the head of your staff, but without your staff, you're nothing. You're absolutely nothing. And you see a, a manager like Didier Deschamps, he's not a tactical genius. You know, uh, pretty straightforward with him. But the man management of Didier Deschamps, the way he understands players and and guide them to what he wants without affecting who they are. I mean, it's, uh, it's art. It's, it's incredible for this. And he's got that drive behind. Is, is Pochenito a, a, a better manager than... Tuchel, I don't know. Um, Tuchel has a side of him. I mean, he's flamboyant. He's not German. He's like Italian or something, or like Spanish even. I mean, there's there's a passion, like a flame in him. And in a big club, or a club that's trying to become a big club, 
uh, with a very strong um, upper management. I wouldn't say very strong. It's like um, the boss is, you know, mm -hmm. is Leonardo at Paris Saint-Germain. The real boss of everyday things. Uh, the money and, and the, the politics are one step above with a strange man who's, you know, a little bit in the shadow where he should be now. Charismatic, but strange guy. So the boss is Leonardo. And if you give full powers to Leonardo, you give full powers to Leonardo. And if, um, if there's an aspect of the coach that is in the way, you're going to work with it until you can't. And I think that's probably what happened with Tuchel. Um, the timing of him, you know, being laid off just before Christmas, like on Christmas Eve, is, it, I don't know if we can like, you really know, put too much into it. Maybe there's, there's probably other reasons too. Well, what do you, what do you but, make of that? Because apparently PSG didn't want that news to come out, but then it was leaked all in the German papers. So it was this Tuchel in his camp trying to get ahead of the story. I mean, what do you make of the way the, the story broke? Because he wasn't officially sacked until, what was it, yesterday? We're recording on, you know, January 1st, but it, it was only made official by the club recently, but we have known about it since, you know, last week. So any issues there with the way the news broke? I mean, the timing's dry, man. It's dry. Um, but... It'd be surprising if it was like completely like by design. Because I'm, I'm sorry, it's like a big fuck you. And you can't, you can't do that. And I don't think they have uh, to, to, to shell because overall, I think he's done a great job at Paris Saint-Germain. I mean, the way they play, um, is it's back to a very, very satisfying level. Not not every game, of course, but now we feel confident. We have a team. We have a team, guys. We have a team. Again, it's a team. They play they can play as a team and you know they have, they may have more ups and more downs than especially during the blanc years where it was like the which is interesting in a way, you know. Uh you know. I even forgot the name of that Spanish guy. <laughs> Unai Emery. He was so insignificant. Yeah, so, he was just a blip on the PSG so radar. Significant. Anyway, hey, he tried. He, 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 he tried something. Maybe he started something. Whatever. Uh, yeah, Emery. Um, Tuchel is the wave. Like the ups and the downs are higher. Even if you know the six-one was under Emery, but the Manchester game. Yeah, was on the two shell. But then we got used to see the team. Well, Neymar is a factor, sure. But we got used to see the team being able to have great games and destroy anyone, whatever you who whoever you are. Barcelona has to be added to. Well, they they they've been crushed for for now. Um, any team on you know you can be a, any freaking team. You can. We've seen Bayern. We've seen Barcelona. We've seen Real Madrid. Um, being crushed. Um, Manchester was not destroyed, but the game we had uh, over there, 
the previous encounter, I mean, was one of the most satisfying I've seen. Um, so it's hard to know. Uh, it's a matter of, uh, you know, there's yeah. so many layers. Are uh, you optimistic at least? Are you pessimistic? Yeah, I am. I you am are? Okay. He, he, he's a former player. Yeah. And well, he was loved. Well, I want to. I want to ask you a question about that. I've got specific questions, basically, because Guillaume, you've been a PSG fan probably longer than any of us, and Matt being in the in the UK, I want to ask him a specific question. So don't touch too much on Pochettino being a former player. I'm going to ask you about that in a minute. Okay. Uh, but let's go over to Matt just real quick. Just overall impressions on maybe the way that the the news broke, um, and optimistic, pessimistic. Is it the right move to make? Take any of those questions you want, Matt. Uh, so first of all, on the timing, I sort of, I know what you mean, Guillaume, it seems a bit, it seems like completely cold, but at the same time, he's taking like five or six million euros away with him. That's quite a nice Christmas present. He probably knew that beyond the end of the season, it was unlikely he was going to continue anyway. So I doubt he is crying too many tears about the way this has ended, even if it was not a particularly classy way of doing things to let it leak out just before Christmas. Um, whether it's a good idea or not, I don't know. I think um, I got. I think on your last on your festive podcast, uh, you know, the well timed one. I think it was James who said, you know, you've got to uh, change manager if this if you think now is your only chance to get Pochettino and you really want Pochettino. And I think it's pretty obvious Leonardo did not want Tuchel for any longer than he had to, uh, which you know you can agree or disagree with. But I think um, I I quite. I'm quite a fan of Tuchel and what he's done. I've been quite happy broadly with it. I think that he's probably the best coach we've had of the Qatari era so far. Um, and I personally would have kept him for the rest of the season um, to see what he could do and whether we could build a bit of momentum. I think at the same time, he is obviously uh, quite a feisty character. He has not really helped himself with some of his public utterances. So I think if you add that into the sort of the results in the league, which have been iffy and the, the Champions League stuff, which started badly and obviously improved as we went through the group. I think you can see why they probably thought, oh, we might as well, we might as well make the change now, get um, Poch nailed down and before any of the other sort of big jobs become available and he might sort of be tempted to look elsewhere. So I do understand it, but I'm a bit sad the way it's ended yeah. really and I would have liked to see Tuchel get the full season to see if he could go one better in the Champions League because I don't think that was out of the question and I don't think <laughs> I think in terms of an actual coach I'm not convinced it's an upgrade to be honest I, I think it remains to be seen whether it is but clearly Pochettino is Leonardo's pick so therefore which I think is a point like Mark Damon makes quite often that you know Leo's the boss he needs to be able to work with these guys so if that's what he wants then that's what's going to happen I mean, isn't it so both of you guys are kind of saying that leo is kind of running the show here and, and he is let's yeah. make no mistake about it but he doesn't make this move unless neymar and mbappe sign off on it right i disagree no okay he you think he does whatever he wants and didn't really consult them that it's, much? it's a factor it's a factor but he's not going to go ask hey uh, blah, blah, blah. no it takes it takes he knows what's up there's one, you know, there's one guy at Paris Saint-Germain who's kind of, well, I assume, in his staff, who's kind of the link between the players and 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 the 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 top, the management, and he has his ears there, and um, it's a factor, but he's not going to ask Neymar. He's not going to ask Neymar. He knows, you know. I mean, I assume, I assume. And it was interesting no. that Mbappe had that social media post where he. 
you know, bid farewell to Tuchel well before the club had even announced he was officially let go. So maybe to your point, maybe they weren't really consulted that much. Matt, is that is that a problem? Your two biggest players who you're trying to sign to an extension, maybe you didn't get their opinion on that before making the decision? Um, I mean, I I kind of agree with Guillaume. I don't think Leonardo's the kind of guy who would uh, who would be asking the players what to do or seeking to get their blessing. But at the same time, you know, Pochettino's got a good reputation. I think he's got, well, obviously we'll come on to him maybe in a bit, but I think he's got that kind of gravitas. So you're appointing a a guy who's well-respected in the game, who's done a lot as a player and sort of as a coach to an extent. So I don't think, it's not like we're appointing some like joker from the, uh, French league, you know, like Ellie Bop or someone like that, or even like, uh, you know, uh, <laughs> do you remember that guy? I love that guy. He was so funny with his funny sportswear, his caps, and oh, good times at Marseille. Always good for a laugh, aren't they? Um, oh god. <laughs> or like, you know, even like a sort of if it had been an if we'd say appointed like uh, Papas Camera, you know, and got rid of Tuchel, then you could see why Neymar and Mbappe might think, well, he's never managed. This is, you know, it's a bit bit Tim Pot sort of thing. But I think to to get someone like Pochettino in, I think is a is a is a very respectable appointment. He's obviously very in demand, and I don't think. Don't really see it as being a big factor for Neymar and Mbappe. Obviously, depending on how they get on with Pochettino when he when he arrives. Well, these are the more location specific. And Matt, we'll start with you. Um, you know, being in in England, what is the general feel in the papers and what people are saying? I don't know if you know any Spurs fans. Are they pleased that he's getting this opportunity? Are people kind of down on it? Why is he going to, you know, PSG and Ligue 1? And um, just what is the general feel from what you're hearing there? People are saying about this decision. Yeah, I mean, unfortunately, I know quite a lot of Spurs fans because I'm quite in these. I'm in Spurs fan territory where I live, which is quite annoying. Um, yeah, they they all loved him and weren't yeah. best pleased when the when the change happened. Although I think he had, I think it was pretty obvious that he was going. But I think the way it the way it kind of ended was it left a bit of a sour taste with a lot of them. I think that the you know what the English media are like. They think that the Premier League is the best league in the world, and that anyone who wouldn't who would go somewhere else is an idiot. So I think they all thought that he was going to get the Man United job when Solskjaer eventually leaves but uh, so I think there's a bit of I think people are quite um, I think people are quite jealous to be honest that he's PSG have got him I think that people are quite impressed that we've got him and they also a lot of people don't think it's a very good move for the normal reasons that people hate PSG sort of thing which we don't need to go into on this podcast you know they're entitled to their opinion but they're you know very uh, ill-informed opinions if if you ask me um so yeah i think uh, i think people think we've uh, we've we've done well to sort of get him because you know he's been heavily linked with man united and then you look at the arsenal job probably going to be available maybe the chelsea job and as real madrid as well so i think he's been linked to a lot of teams and psg probably haven't been top of the list but we've obviously obviously got in there first yeah, it was a brilliant move, and like you said, Leo needed to make a decision because you wait till the end of the season, likely could have been scooped up by Arsenal or yeah, Manchester United. That's, but... what we, that's, that's what happened, I think, yeah. Yeah. It's like, you know, he's a, he's a hot prospect. Yeah. I would agree. He, uh, to me, it's Tuchel's level. Yeah. And and the way he ended at, at Spurs is very similar to the way Tuchel ended at Paris Saint-Germain, too. Which was Champions League final, which, which uh, was wonderful. But then they kind of melted physically and mentally. They had a terrible start of the, the the league, and he got fired. And that, you know, Tuchel uh, has a similar story too. Um, oh, yeah, I wanted to say um, there's a little bit of a pattern here, though. So Tuchel getting 
fired in a very dry and cold way. Uh, Thiago Silva not being signed again and like his departure was like, guys, it's Thiago Silva. It's El Monstro. He's been criticized, but then it's very easy to criticize, but then take a look a bit. Ask Chelsea fans right now when they think what they think about him. Cavani and too. Like, and Cavani was, yeah. you know, next on my list too. Um, like, oh, that's that. Okay, but then there's Latan. I mean, Zlatan departure maybe compensates for for these three other guys, but it was like, oh my god, you know, it was like a Hollywood show. It was incredible. But maybe there's something there. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's business. It's sports business, yeah. and the it's a business, guys. There's a lot of money involved in it. Well, and maybe not as much money right now, but yeah, still a lot. Well, not maybe you know these two seasons, but yeah. Well, give uh, and, I, and, and, for, and for Paris, I'm sorry, yeah. I'm almost done. For okay. Paris, there's more than just money. Uh, Qatar didn't, didn't buy Paris Saint-Germain, you know, to making money, yes, of course, but there, there were other reasons, and they're very important for, for those guys. So, boom, you know, <laughs> ouch. Hey, it's part of, it's part of the, the business, the sport. It's it's hard. Um, I'm sure it it it. Tuchel's ego took a hit. Mm-hmm. He's a he's a he's got a large ego. But Janito's ego is a bit. It didn't end great for him at Dortmund, and now it's kind of like a yeah. yeah. Fizzled there's a out pattern. Here. There's a pattern here too. Yeah. Um, but Guillaume, I, I did want to ask you since you know you you have been a fan for so long. What is it? What does it mean to you to have a former captain of the club now being the manager? Is there a special connection there? You have any different expectations for him in terms of love for the club and that sort of thing? Of course. So yeah. he he wasn't only a former player; he was captain of the team, which means like um, you know he there's something about him. Like there's a leadership. Um, a natural, and he landed, hit the ground in Paris immediately. Um, stayed only two seasons, but there was something immediately with this guy, like um, love at first sight. I mean, like a match, like a, the, the 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 chemistry was right. Uh, I mean, you know, it's been a while, but that's my memory of it. And the fans, they just loved him. There was he had a vibe. He, yeah, interesting guy as a you know as a player as a coach I don't know him but you can feel um, yeah something um, similar is is warm but his his ego is not doesn't seem to be a problem and he wants it's to not, be here uh, he wants to be here probably more importantly like he always well, said he wanted to come back to to Paris and be a manager here. Yeah. And, Unlike another manager who would maybe just take the money, the chance to, you know, coach course, Neymar. Yeah, he's, he's been in the air for a long mm-hmm. time. I mean, you know, he's been... And uh, another thing that's kind of cute is the relationship between Tottenham and Paris Saint-Germain now. Um, you know, a lot of players coming their way and, and doing well there. And now one of their coach coming and... 
uh, it's kind of nice. It's I don't know, maybe I'm naive, but I think it's, it's kind of nice. There's a good relationship here. I, I wish um, one of my dear friends is a hardcore uh, Spurs fan, and uh, he lives in a bay too. And we've been expecting and waiting and hoping for uh, Paris Saint Germain, Tottenham, Hotspurs in the Champions League, and that's my wish for the next season. Anyway, uh, so we'll yeah. He, Maybe emotionally, and because it's a bit low key, lower key, he's very emotional and passionate on the pitch. Mm-hmm. But and from but what I've read, he he, him, he requires uh, a he. What, from what I've read, he requires you know his players to work very hard on the pitch and in training as well. And so that'll be something nice. And I, I think the players worked hard on a Tuchel, but I think it's just a yeah. different expectation now under Pochettino. Yeah, of course. I mean, all those guys do, except Laurent Blanc. But um, <laughs> Laurent Blanc is not at that level <laughs> at all. And it was kind of... Jean-Louis Gasset. Jean-Louis Gasset used to work hard bowler council. I'm not sure about all the... Laurent would have a stroll down there and watch a bit of training. <laughs> Remember during the Blanc years, players were, were like, uh, that's it? The, the training today? <laughs> really? That's my kind of yeah, training. I could I we, could play we, for Laurent Blanc. We organized a picnic for you with charcuteries and wine and uh, pâté and, you know. <laughs> oh, okay. That was the Blanc yeah. year. I love it. All right. So everyone's favorite topic. we got to talk about transfers. we got the January transfer market is officially open right now. And with Pochettino previously playing at or managing Spurs. Being in the Premier League, you know, Deli Ali, you've had Christian Eriksen, Serge Aurier, our old friend. I even saw uh, Wilfred Zaha. Uh, someone tweeted out that Pochettino wants him to be his first signing. So what are your expectations? Not maybe in the summer, but like this transfer window right now. What are your expectations in January? Now that we, you know, hopefully announce Pochettino maybe tomorrow. What do you think, uh, Matt? It's probably my uh, my horror having to talk about transfers. Uh, I um, I'm not expecting too much to happen during this window. Uh, I think there, you know, um, we signed a lot of players in the summer, and while I'm sure uh, Poch would like to to make some changes early, I'm not sure how possible that's going to be. Uh, I think the fullbacks, based on what I've seen of Pochettino when he was at Spurs, I think the fullbacks are going to be quite crucial. I remember when he was when they were at their real peak under him, he had four fullbacks that he'd rely on and he basically changed them every game because he put made them work so hard. They were so crucial to what he did. And you look at our fullbacks and and you're like, hmm, <laughs> I don't think this is a straight... Still, uh, Mitchell Barker's going <laughs> to be dead on the pitch. What about, what's he what about, what about the fullback? What about, what about the fullbacks? What's wrong with our fullbacks? Well, he's going to see Kazawa and he's going to be like, <laughs> <laughs> who are you mate like what like what am I supposed to do with this so no I think like uh I think that's a real key um I think that's a real key I was thing joking. <laughs> yeah I know um he, uh, so I think that I'm sure he'll be looking to make changes there whether that's something which will happen in January I don't know but I think that's that's something which needs to, obviously it needed to change anyway but I think particularly now we're having this manager if he's going to play in a similar way, it's going to be really, really vital for us to, to make some changes there. But I mean, pe- people, much people have opinions about Serge Aurier. Fine, fair, <laughs> you know, periscope <laughs> incident. But like, he, I think he's a good right back. I mean, physically, he can, he can run. He can do what Pacchettino would probably require. Mm-hmm. You know, Florenzi. Just... I, I don't know. 
Yeah, I mean, I as I say, I'd be happy to have him back. Like, I like Serge Aurier. He's fun to watch, but he's not reliable, is he? He's just mm. like he's he's never really kicked on. Like, I remember when he was at Toulouse. Like, I was like, oh, he's basically got everything, but he just hasn't got the. I think he just hasn't got it upstairs. He hasn't got the football brain. A bit like Kazara, actually. You look at him physically, or Kazara at least used to have everything, and I was like, he's going to be a like proper like mm-hmm. top five player in his position. And I think Aurier's got all the tools to do that as well, apart from the. Mentality. Oh, yeah, was. Oh, yeah, was yeah. for like a few months. He was incredible. He was on the. Yeah. But he's gotten yeah, older. He's more mature that's now. That's true, actually. I mean. Because I was yeah. too. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's. A... Never with Spanish. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what do you, what do you so, think? So, oh, go ahead, Matt. No, I was just going to say, I wouldn't. I'd be quite happy if Oreo came back, but I don't think that I wouldn't be expecting him to, uh, to change our team, that's for sure. Fair enough. Guillaume, are you expecting. Maybe a Christian Eriksen, someone come in, create in the midfield. I think maybe you can get some of these players on a loan at least. I mean, do you think anything's yeah, going to happen? A loan, sure, we'll take a loan. But yeah. do we need Eriksen? I love, I love. Listen, I love uh, Christian Eriksen. He's a he's a beautiful player. We don't really need Eriksen. We don't need Aurier. We definitely do not need Deli Ali. <laughs> God damn it, no. Um, you wait till wait till we link with Eric Dyer. I'll tell you that will be like. Oh, oh, I think that's going to be the name away. of this podcast. No, we don't need Deli Ali. Damn it! <laughs> I mean, if if there's one player from Tottenham that I would love to uh, to see come, it's Ndombele. But uh, forget about it. It's too precious. It's like you know, he's a uh, one of the hottest prospects for players in midfield. Um, on the world market. What about Harry Kane? Do a Cardi for Kane swap deal? I'm talking about reasonable. <laughs> Harry Kane um, is an incredible player. Uh, his style is not really that spectacular, even if he can be, but in the game, I mean, he's back to his prime and look what what's happening at Tottenham. It's like the key to everything else. He's incredible. He's a Phenomenal, phenomenal, phenomenal player. I'm a huge fan. No, I, Kane, sure, sure. No, but um, but the rumors were like, you know, Deli Ali, blah, 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 blah. Like players that don't cost much money and uh, you know, because they are almost at the end of the contract. And Well, these are hints. Um, there's a, still a crazy rumor. Oh, if Pochinito comes, that means Messi is going to come. Oh, why? But oh, because they speak um, Spanish. Yeah, yeah, that's true. That's because they speak Spanish. But there's still that Messi rumor. Yeah, we'll see in the but summer. He's going to wait till the last January. minute. It's not going to happen in January. <laughs> yeah, we don't want to have to pay a transfer uh, fee for him. But who knows? It's a crazy year. It's crazy year. It's a crazy year in a crazy club that has crazy finances. Um, both the amount and the how these guys they are and how they fine tune and go through the rules and you never know but i don't i don't yeah. feel it i don't smell it but i did not <laughs> feel or smell the two shell story so who the hell am i to give my opinion anyway <laughs> I'm, I'm hoping that the club you know as i'm looking forward there's reports that on how Di Maria may not be kept on and he wants to talk with Pochettino. Could you bring in a player like Zaha thinking down the road he would be the heir apparent to Di Maria? Maybe. The heir apparent? 
Zaha? Yeah. I don't. You marry her? Why not? Because he's he's not he's half the player of what? Have you seen Di Maria this season? <laughs> Have you seen Di Maria? Look, here we go. Here we go again. <laughs> Talking about <laughs> Di Maria. Where's Kose? Look at the we stats. Kose back. <laughs> Look at the stats. Look at the stats. Season after season after season. Look at the important games. With Paris Saint-Germain, with Argentina. Who scored that unbelievable goal against France? Yeah. Who scored that unbelievable goal against Napoli? How many assists at crucial moments? But we can't uh, look in the past. That's when you turn into Arsenal. You can't look in the past. We have to look forward. You, have to, you can't say, oh, the Invincibles. I'm looking forward <laughs> to more assists, more incredible, incredible, crafted, beautiful crosses with his... He's got three hands. His left foot is a hand. He's unbelievable. Sometimes he's catastrophic. That's part of the package. All right, you and twisted my you arm. We'll bring in Messi him. then. If you know how to manage him in a team and he's got a seat at Paris Saint-Germain, he's got a role. He can come from the bench. And he's accepted. <laughs> he's, cr- he's still unbelievable. No, no. Don't okay, keep it. catastrophic and Di Maria... We need to we need to talk about his Instagram post from Christmas. I don't know if either of you guys saw this. No, what uh, did it say? Fill us in. What he was wearing. It wasn't it wasn't offensive. It was more what he was wearing. Just like go and check it out. Just these dreadful jeans and like these bright red trainers. And his wife was dressed like an air hostess. She had like a, a red like blazer, a red skirt, and a, it was just weird. Like so weird. Go and look it up. Like when this podcast finished, listeners, yeah. because you just think you've got all that money. Just like. Pay someone to like advise you on how to dress, yeah. man. That's like, a lot of red. No, I, I don't mean, think he cares. Di Maria yeah, to, to Manchester. It was very festive. His apartment <laughs> in Paris is like it's like Louis the Sixteenth. You know, very uh, old Parisian uh, wood uh, work with a uh, uh, golden painted, with like a chandelier, and and here he is in like sweatpants. You know, with the yeah. yeah. <laughs> Anyway, I love um, him. I love him so yeah. much. I think that Zahar is not a good replacement for Di Maria. No. And I, I think that we shouldn't be buying players like that because he's what? He's like, he's not young. He's like 28. He's probably at the peak of where he'll be. And he's the best player at Crystal Palace, which is great. Like He's a good player. He's an exciting player to watch. But he is not going to improve at PSG. He's not going to win us the Champions League. So I think we should steer away from those kind of players wherever possible. And if you're going to replace Di Maria to look to someone younger who's got uh, room to improve basically uh, i don't know who that is i haven't got any names but uh, <laughs> this is a there's, a there's a guy i've i've seen him uh, Marseille. Oh. he's breaking, breaking up matt we, we're losing you we're losing you a little bit here i step in with uh and i shut up when he's back okay Ooh. Um, guy, man. Uh, uh, back. oh we got uh, a bat okay. we got a bat you gotta start from scratch yeah. we, we didn't hear any of it Okay, you didn't hear any. Well, well, where did I get to? You talk so much and so long for so long. I don't know. (laughs) Yeah, I talked such a load of nonsense. Uh, I think I was basically basically saying that uh, Zaha is not... I got to my thing of Zaha is not a good signing for us. Mm -hmm. But I was just going to say that on a more general level, these kind of players that we're talking about, I think is goes to... One of the question marks I have about Pochettino, which is that his team at Spurs was very much a quite a low-key squad. There was no like real big stars. Like Harry Kane's the biggest star, but he's a 
a bit of a special case because he is a Tottenham player who came through a bit out of nowhere and he's obviously fairly low maintenance in terms of his ego and stuff. So I think that's the big question mark for me over Poch is how he can handle the big players, whether he can get them to buy into his thing. And also then if he gets foisted with another expensive player next summer or what have you, will he be able to integrate them? Will he just be like, yeah, okay, I'll, I can work with this? Or will it sort of upset the kind of the vibe he's going for if he's got Leonardo, you know, doing what Leonardo does all the time? So I think I think it'll be interesting in the next couple of windows to see who we get and whether they're obviously guys who Poch has sort of had a lot of say in or whether he's just having to work with what he's being given, basically. Yeah, that's a really good point. Can he handle the celebrities at PSG? Um, two celebrities. Yeah, I, think- I, I kind of do want to switch gears away from Pochettino slightly. Um, ESPN's Julian Laurence, he recently stated that currently no club can really afford Neymar and Mbappe. And uh, so in terms of the Frenchman in particular, how do you see this whole situation playing out with the new manager coming in? You know, we know PSG are trying to get him to sign an extension. Um, if no other club can afford him and he won't sign an extension, do you see PSG trying to have to sell him for way below what he's actually worth. I mean, how do you see this playing out from now, I guess, through the summer? I guess at, by the time next season begins, we should know if he's signed or if we have to sell him, right? Anybody want to take that one? Uh, I think, one. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. Yeah, you go, Gary. I'm sorry, I've talked to... Oh, no, 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 no. Um, okay. Um, <laughs> sure. Uh... So the Neymar negotiations are on the, on the way, and uh, rumors are okay. It's it's going well. Neymar wants to stay. We can say that he feels good at Paris Saint Germain. We can see it, guys. I mean, at every level, um, he's a weird guy. He's a weird guy, but he's a package. He, he'd be a normal like doop doop doop. He probably wouldn't play like that. So I'm very confident with Neymar. I mean, you know, it's going great with Neymar. It wasn't always a case. You uh, Do you agree with me? He feels comfortable. Yeah. He, he's like part of the team. He's, his behavior has changed. He tracks back. He's like, oh my God. He tries to, and some, you know, sometimes he can't and, and gets frustrated. But he's like a completely yeah. different a very different player. He's done a complete and 180 from the summer of 2019 yes. when he wanted to like leave. He wanted to know parts of PSG and now he's like... Yeah. I think we're like a game or two away from him kissing the badge. <laughs> That'd be nice. Um, and Mbappe is such huge business. I mean, Mbappe is... Um, he needs a good Champions League season because, you know, he, he's, he's not that his top form and he's to come back and do what he does anywhere. Um, who, who else in the world at this point? Um, Messi and, and Ronaldo are 47. Um, Neymar is at Paris Saint-Germain. Who else? Who else at the star power, the, the I mean, the X factor um, of Mbappé? Nobody is worth... I don't know. 300 four, million. Four, Minimal. 400 millions. Yeah. But nobody can pay that. And now we're coming to that uh, zone of end of contract. But then your Mbappe is like, well, nobody can afford me. Living on a free, 
Um, that would be that would be devastating. You you just I mean you can't let that yeah, happen. Yeah, but then 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 can he can you know you if you give him Neymar's contract or you extend him for one year and you give him a biblical contract, which Paris can do. Um, it's a good compromise for him. It's like all right, extend me a year, give me thirty million a year. Boom, here it is. Okay. Then, yeah, you take the money, man. You take the money. Those were Mark um, Damon's demands year. for another contract with PSG Talk. Oh, yeah? <laughs> I'm just kidding. Good, good, good luck. Um, give him, the, you know, take the money. You, we see the Mbappé-Neymar relationship, and it's, it's beautiful to watch. It's, uh, it's incredible. On the pitch, off the pitch. It's, you can tell Mbappé's pretty darn comfortable at Paris Saint-Germain. It turned... It's, just turned 22, I think. Um, 22! Then 23, still young. 24, still young. 25, oh, okay. 26. I mean, he's got a, you know, a whole career ahead of him. And he's smart enough to change his gameplay, the, the way he plays, rather. I'm sorry. Um, when he's a little older, I mean, whatever. He's got time. He knows it. He's got also parents that are both ex-professional athletes. Um, and 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 understand the career, understand the evolution of of a career, and and probably are exceptional at timing. Also, the timing of a career. It'd be very surprising if if the club cannot extend him, um, and then sell him for enough gold to make King Solomon blush. And, uh, yeah, sure. I like it. Uh, Matt, how do you see the Mbappe situation playing out? Uh, yeah, I mean, I think uh, Guillaume's like summed it up really nicely there. I think that I'm kind of more confident. I'm pretty confident that they're both going to sign a new contract, so I don't know how much longer Mbappe will stay around, but I'd easily see him sticking out for another, you know, one or two seasons because I even on a free transfer, it's a lot of money. Like, who's got that? Like, even the Premier League club's you know, with FFP and stuff, are going to struggle to accommodate what he'd be asking for and then the, you know, the signing on fees and all the other stuff on top of it. So I I think the market for him, for clubs where he'd consider it to be an upgrade, because, I, you know, I don't know what you guys think, but like someone like Man United, is is he going to go to Man United over PSG? I mean, I think it's unlikely, really, like, because it's not on a sporting level, that's not giving you what you need, is it? It's got to be one of the real, like, top 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 team oh yeah who's 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 gonna who's in for him and i'm not sure there's anyone so i'm pretty in terms of neymar i've always been fairly confident he'll sign a new contract uh because barcelona is really the only place he could go and they seem to be in a bit of a shambles and like you said like i think he seems quite happy which is good to see and uh obviously he's uh enjoying his you know 500 day party at the moment or whatever it is so probably come back from that in a good mood he's not he's not happy he, yeah, he's not at the party. I saw his people. People were like, "No, no, it's all made up. Uh, it's all made up." Uh, yeah. Um, <laughs> so yeah, so no, I'm hopeful. I'm hopeful that Mbappe will stay. I think that he he seems quite happy and like, well, Guillaume said it pretty well. He's quite level-headed. I think he can see the benefits of hopefully a couple more years at PSG before, and you know, before hopefully the world is a bit more normal again, and then you know, Real Madrid and people like that are in the race for him. 
Well, I don't think they are at the moment, really. All right, guys. Um, my battery in my computer is dying here in the uh, PSG talking studios in my car. So let's. I got one more question for you uh, that I want to ask. You know, everyone in the new year makes a, a resolution, whether it's lose weight or learn a new skill, whatever it is. So what would be your resolution for PSG this year? Guillaume, do you have one? Yeah, we win the Champions League. That's a good one. Just win the, the freaking Champions League. Just win Thank one. That's a, we're not being greedy. We just want one. No, 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 no. We start with one. Yeah. No, no. We'll worry about more later down the road. What about you, Matt? Oh, you're breaking up on us again. Internet connection. Better internet Better connection. Better in internet connection. It's <laughs> like... We can hear you. Oh no! Is this part of Brexit? Now that you guys have left, is the internet gone down? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Every, everything's getting worse since, uh, <laughs> since Brexit. Literally, like it's only been a few hours, and we're already getting cut off from the rest of the world. Oh, like, what with COVID as well. France literally shut the door on us the other day. They were like, "You can't come over. There's too much COVID." Oh. <laughs> yeah. I think uh, Canada yeah, did that me, to us. Me. Yeah, exactly. Well, I'm. Yeah, but, yeah, well, anyway, let's not go down that road. This is a good topic for me. I like this one. Yeah. I, um, New Year's resolution no more Jordan kits. Like, stop, just stop it. Like, I like the Jordan gear. Like, yeah. keep that going, but just not kits because mm. it just always goes badly when they wear those. So, I'd say that would be my thing. Just uh, stick to football, leave the basketball. So, you, you think, like, when they wear those kits, it's like a bad result? Because it was the, the black yeah. Jordan kit when we got beat 6 1. Yeah, I think I just think it's uh, I think it's it's problematic all those things. I think it might be a hoodoo. I think you know, I think Michael Jordan might have used all his good luck in his uh, in his amazing career. So uh, so yeah, so that and uh, uh, I think that's all really. Yeah, winning Champions League is a good one as well though. Yeah, Jordan hasn't done much since his playing days. I got to say with the Charlotte are they Bobcats now or what are they Hornets? Charlotte Hornets. Um, he hasn't been a good owner. They haven't really done oh, much. See, see, oh, he owns the team, right? Okay, yeah. right. I, I think Michael Jordan's doing well. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Financially, he's doing he's doing great. Um, so, for me, my my uh, resolution for PSG would be to train smarter, rest, get plenty of rest, you know, and just be healthier overall. You know, just stop with so many injuries. Hopefully Pochettino can come in, bring in his own guys and a priest, a priest whatever, you know, they need to stay healthy, please. That's what we need in 2021. Um, guys, this has been a great podcast. Thank you so much for your insight. Guillaume, how can people find you on Twitter if they want to say hello? As usual, on a, uh, off the door one on Twitter. And then Matt, how about you? Uh, for the duration of time i'm still connected to the internet uh, at psg tourist uh, i'll be there so yeah yeah come at me yeah fantastic and i'm always at psg talk uh this has been a great episode i'm sure uh mark damon and myself will record a 1970 podcast to talk about maybe when pochettino is officially announced and mark is losing it on twitter he he wants to know why the club has not <laughs> announced know. it yet so anyone <laughs> at the club affairs, if you could just please make the announcement official so mark can calm down it would be greatly appreciated um, all right, let's get out of here. Thanks to everyone for listening. Make sure right, to guys. like and subscribe, and we'll uh, catch you next time. Thanks, everyone. Happy, happy New Year, everybody. Yeah. Cheers. Cheers. Bye-bye.